Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, pretty big news this week uh, when Harvard's Avi Loeb, who also heads that uh, Galileo project that we've uh, been hearing about for a while now, there was uh, peer-reviewed papers uh, that were published by the Galileo project. They're actually peer-reviewed now uh, on how to detect and investigate UAP. Uh, so this is a pretty big deal. You actually have Harvard, a, a team from Harvard, headed by Avi Loeb, who as we all know, was very interested in UAP, uh, actually doing, trying to figure this out, trying to get to the bottom of the mystery. I mean, this is something really unheard of. So we're actually living in a, in a different time when you really think about it, because there was a time when uh, any sort of investigation into U UFOs by people from Harvard which was an impossibility. I mean, this was something that used to be scoffed at. But now we have a group of scientists uh, investigating this, and they have released some papers that are, have been peer-reviewed and that they talk about these methods for uh, detecting and investigating UFOs, which is extremely interesting. But anyway, here was an article that appeared in the, the, in the debrief recently, and the headline reads, Investigation and Tracking of Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Explored in new publications by Harvard team. A series of new scientific papers detailing methods of detection and investigation into UAP has been published by a team of Harvard researchers. The peer-reviewed papers were the first published offerings by the Galileo Project, an effort headed by Harvard uh, Frank B. Baird Jr. Professor of Science, Avi Loeb, that is searching for evidence of extraterrestrial technologies. The seven scientific papers were accepted for public publication in an upcoming special issue of the Journal of Astronomical Instrumentation. Uh, ranging from the detection and tracking of UAP through computation and satellite imagery to plans involving the use of multimodal ground-based observatories to aid in UAP detection, the papers encompass the wide range of subject areas involved in the work, from new detection methodologies methodologies to novel instrumentation development targeting UAP to theoretical considerations concerning a mission to intercept interstellar objects or ISOs of unknown origin, according to a statement announcing the publications. Loeb, uh, here's a direct comment from Loeb. He says, I am deeply proud of our Galileo project team and what we have accomplished so far. These publications mark the beginning of a new era in the investigation of UAP's interstellar objects and interstellar meteors, he added. Um, now, I just want to stop there for a second. So basically, they're, they're, these papers are, map out a way that they're going to try to investigate UFOs. This, this Galileo project is going to be studying UFOs and trying to determine what they are, how they operate, from using equipment that's scientific equipment to try to understand these things and, and what they're capable of doing. Anyway, here's continuing with the article here. It says, following their appearance online, the Galileo Project's publications received praise from other members of the scientific community involved in the study of UAP. Dr. Paul Kingsbury, a board member of the Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies, or SCU, a nonprofit organization consisting of scientists, engineers, academics, and other professionals who advocate the open scientific study of UAP, said his organization is thrilled to see papers the Galileo Project submitted for publication made it through the peer review process and are now published. The publication of these papers 
significantly helps to destigmatize research into the topic, Kingsbury said in a press release from SCU, which we hope to see dramatically increase over the coming years. Now, let's just stop there for a second. Yes, uh, we do hope to see it increasing dramatically over the next few years. I think really it has increased dramatically since 2017. More people accept the possibility that there are extraterrestrials here. Uh, I am of the firm belief that they are here, as everyone who listens to the podcast knows. Uh, But now you have actually different groups, different scientific organizations, the Galileo Project, SCU, which I've been talking about a lot recently, which is a pretty large group of scientists that are trying to study this, that actually recently had contacted Arrow. Uh, They want the information that Arrow is looking at so they can look at it themselves. They, They don't think it should just be... Uh, localized to arrow this this information they think it should be in their possession too so other scientists from around the world could study this stuff which is very interesting so yeah and it, so, and this what what the galileo project is doing does take the stigmatization away from this when you really think about it Anyway, continuing with this article here, it says, Earlier this year, another paper co-authored by Loeb and Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, director of the Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or ARROW, received widespread attention for its representation of scientific collaboration between the academic community and Department of Defense personnel actively involved in the study of UAP. Uh, Now, of course, a lot of people right now, I just want to stop there for a second, a lot of people right now, uh, really aren't happy with uh, Dr. Kirkpatrick, uh, including I'm one of those people. I didn't like the presentation that happened recently before the Senate hearing. and he, But him and Loeb did put out a paper last year that presented different theories on UFOs, which, which is strange when you really think about it. But Kirkpatrick then, even though we know he's met with different people, different whistleblowers, Arrow has uh, talked with some of these people and has been told uh, that there are things out there, I mean, from firsthand witnesses. And also, there's as, as we've been learning recently, uh, actually, according to Jeremy Corbell, uh, there are o- other people who have contacted Arrow and, and uh, have met with uh, government and whistleblowers who are actually stating the places where recovered extraterrestrial craft and, and we could only assume bodies are being kept or being stored at and studied. Uh, but yet Kirkpatrick says there's absolutely no evidence right now of extraterrestrials. So a lot of people are upset about that statement, as, I, as am I. I still believe the government is withholding the information. I, I, so, you know, we can make... Loeb, though, is working with Kirkpatrick, and he has worked with them before. I mean, actually, uh, uh, Kirkpatrick had contacted Loeb uh, last year to talk, to write a little paper about the objects that were seen over Ukraine. There was a, a, some Ukrainian astronomers that had seen the seen objects, had recorded objects uh, flying at incredible speeds and moving in other directions. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Loeb actually was contacted by Kirkpatrick, and he wanted to present. Uh, he wanted Loeb to look at the at these Ukrainian. Uh, sightings these ukrainian pa- there was a scientific paper look at that and and come up with an explanation for it and Loeb had said that uh those objects could be artillery shells because they they could be nothing else but then the ukrainians came back with more information stating that ruled out artillery shells or any other things like there was some other uh people out there that debunkers that it that indicated that these things could be bugs or birds uh, all of that stuff was ruled out. So Loeb has worked with Arrow, but 
at the same time, he is trying. You got, I, I, I have a lot of respect for Loeb. I think he's doing a great job. I mean, he's, he's, he, he's somebody that's interested in this and is doing work. So he, I, 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 I have no problem with him. I, I do have a problem right now with, with Kirkpatrick and the direction that Arrow is going in. But at the same time, when you read something like this, that Harvard, a group of Harvard investigators are looking into UFOs, you, you have to be totally impressed with it. And I, I totally am. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as I brought up before in previous podcasts, I believe that Loeb, along with also Dr. Gary Nolan from Stanford, are probably the two foremost scientists right now who are talking about UFOs and the potentiality that there's extraterrestrials here. Of course, as we all know, Gary Nolan had recently stated during a doing an interview that he believes 100% that extraterrestrials are already here. That's his belief. That's his opinion. Actually, just so I just want to stop for a second and point out something. I recently had a podcast but that I had on YouTube, but I ended up removing that out of concerns for copyright infringement. I was warned by somebody, another podcaster, another presence online that they had gotten in trouble for posting that, so I had to remove it from my YouTube channel. Uh, unfortunately. But anyway, continuing with this article here, it says, following the submission of the new papers earlier this year, the Galileo Project says it has developed an array of sensors and other equipment that it has tested and calibrated for use in its ongoing efforts to collect data on UAP. Several project members, including Loeb, are also preparing for an expedition this summer to Papua New Guinea that will attempt to locate and retrieve an interstellar meteor that fell into the ocean near Manus Island in 2014. Now, uh, yeah, Loeb thinks that this meteor might have might have proof somehow of that it could be uh, extraterrestrial in origin, and the only way to find out is to go searching for it in the ocean. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, continuing here, it says, Loeb says that while the publication of the team's first batch of papers is a significant milestone, the Galileo Project's efforts are really just beginning and that future discoveries they are now equipped to make could yield promising new insights into the mysterious nature of UAP. Our researchers have worked hard to find new ways to apply the -the state-of-the-art methods across many disciplines, seeking to answer questions that could never adequately we, we, that could never be adequately answered before now, he Loeb said. With many of the instruments described in these papers now operational and producing data, I'm excited about the discoveries that lie ahead. Uh, and you could actually check out this series of papers. I'm, I'll leave the link for the article there. And within this article, there are links uh, to the Galileo Project's website where you could check out these papers that were recently peer-reviewed, which in the scientific world makes a big difference. Uh, so... That means that's legitimate. So these these are legitimate efforts right now to study UFOs by a, by a group out of Harvard called the Galileo Project, headed by Avi Loeb, which is amazing. Again, we're living in a different time right now. We really ought to be really happy about this, and I am. I think it's exciting. I can't wait to see what he finds out. Of course, as I always brought up before during previous podcasts, it would it would be much better. We could save a lot of time and trouble for all these scientists. Uh, if the secret control group that is has been sitting on the secret for decades would just come clean already and provide what they know to the scientific world rather than having these scientists like Avi Loeb and the Galileo Project and SCU, the Scientific Coalition for UFOs, UAP studies, you know, trying to figure it out from scratch, starting from scratch and trying to take it from there. 
I, I don't know the, why would, they would want to do that, why the, why the control group would, was basically interested in something like this, but obviously they are. Uh, they don't want to share the information. They've op- they're still holding on to it uh, jealously. And they're, I mean, we could, again, why go through all this trouble? I mean, it's great that it's happening. Again, I want to point out that we have scientists in the world, people from Harvard, imagine, people from Harvard, from Stanford, a, a, a group, SCU, comprised of scientists from all over the place that are interested in this, looking into this and studying this, and hopefully will provide some answers to the public at some point. But again, I have to point out, uh, a lot of us know, anybody who's done the research understands that there's no question that our government has uh, information that they could share right now that could that these scientists wouldn't have to go through all these troubles to, to make it. They would know. They, they would know. You know, if they were able to, if they were shown uh, things that the the government has recovered, cr- uh, crash saucers, uh, materials, bodies, then that would eliminate all of this work that we're seeing right now by people in the scientific community, who obviously are interested in it. They wouldn't be doing this if they didn't think there was something there, right? That's that's another thing you need to look at. You always need to consider that a, a scientist that are doing this, scientists that are interested in UFOs, must believe that there's something there, right? They they must believe something's going on, obviously, or they wouldn't be going through all this trouble, right? Uh, it, I again, I I think all of it could be as part of a slow disclosure. Maybe that's the whole plan in the first place, you know, to to have these, you know, basically come out in 2017 saying these are objects that we saw flying around, you know, the, the, the leaked Pentagon videos. And now we're at, at this point now, uh, six years later, we're at this stage. Now you have scientific organizations, groups of scientists looking at this, talking about it publicly. The stigmatization is slowly getting ripped away from this. And that's what it could be, a way to slowly divulge to the public the, the truth about the situation like we'll, we'll like you know maybe in three years say uh, the Galileo project sh- finally comes with, with uh, presents proof or SCU or whoever any of these groups there's other groups out there too that are uh, studying UFOs right now will actually finally come and present some evidence that shows yeah there's a, there looks like these are extraterrestrials right we think we think they are maybe it'll be like even that part will be slow we're still trying to figure out but it looks like it might be extraterrestrial and then maybe a year after that they'll say yeah it is extraterrestrial and this is the how, how this is this process is being played so the people of the world aren't totally shocked i don't know uh I, again, I'm, I'm I, as as a lot of people who listen to my podcast. They understand that I'm I'm a proponent of ripping the bandaid off and uh, real quick action and taking it from there. I mean, a lot of us are already there. A lot of us out there have had our own experiences. Uh, a lot of us out there have done enough research to know that there's already there's something there, and there's and some things are being hidden from the public. And it's like we're playing a game. But at the same time, if, if this is the way disclosure is going to come, well, this is the way disclosure is going to come. And you know, we can complain until the end of time and it won't matter because the powers that be will always hold the, hold the strings in the end. There's not much that the little guy could out there can do to prevent uh, the, the, them from maintaining that secret until they're ready. Uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, you have to wonder, okay, with these groups doing this, this stu- these studies into UFOs, you have to wonder, like, how, what the, the secret control group? What do they think about this, or, or are they part of it? That are are they happy about this because this is the way they think that disclosure should happen over a slow period of time? 
who knows? We just don't know. Well, I do know this is that they have the things have been covered up for a long time and it will continue. Uh, but maybe this is the way it's going to happen over co slow course of time. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Okay, we are back. Um, I just want to talk about some of the polls recently on Spotify. I always run polls with uh, every podcast that I put up there. And uh, we're going to start a few a few episodes back. Uh, for the episode, We're All Being Had, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the UFO Cover-Up, I asked this question. I said, if governments finally admit to the extraterrestrial reality, will they also acknowledge alien abductions? And after... Uh, over a week now, it's 50 people voted. Only five or 10% voted yes, and 45 or 90% voted no. Uh, so that's where we are. Most people say no, that if we do get disclosure, the an acknowledgement for alien abductions will definitely not be a part of that. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, I, I would have to agree with that. I don't think they will be part of it either. I don't. I don't think the, you know, it's not going to help to admit that uh, the government because it's going to cause you know panic i'm sure uh and here we go and then uh, another poll i had was for the episode there's a chameleon living in the neighborhood and i asked the question are there shape-shifting aliens among us 41 people voted uh 10 people or 24.4 percent said no and 31 people or 75.6 percent said yes you know, I, I'm going to just tell you now, of course, I was telling a story about about this, and it sounds insane to me, too. But it, the story that I, I was told was from somebody who I know that doesn't believe in the extraterrestrial reality, but experienced this this story about a shape-shifting neighbor, a shape-shifting alien uh, living in a neighborhood. And uh, I they could be it sounds crazy i don't want to I, I don't know who out in the world there would want to accept something something like that but i guess you know when you when you read books by people like david jacobs uh somebody who's actually studied this phenomenon well it seems plausible doesn't it i mean that there could be not only are there uh what he describes as uh hubrids beings that are actually half alien half human that if you saw them they look just like a human being you you, just, you wouldn't be able to tell but they have the same abilities the same mental capacities as these extraterrestrials uh and then you have to think well there's been other people that have talked about shape-shifting aliens uh who knows i mean if there's <laughs> i guess it's just something we I, it's hard for me to accept but at the same time, when I think about this, the person who told me this story, and this person still stands by this story, it has to be at least 10 years, probably more than 10 years now. Um, I don't know what to say. I, 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 if there's hubrids among us, like David Jacobs says, well, I'm sure that there could be other things among us too. Or maybe the hubrids have the ability to do this, or who knows? Uh, it's just, a, I mean, if aliens are really here, if there are extraterrestrials here that have technologies that, that are more advanced than anything that we have, well, anything's possible. I mean, they could be using some sort of holographic mask at some times. Who knows? I mean, we just don't know. It sounds insane. It sounds insane to me, but at the same time, uh, this whole subject so could sound insane when you really think about it, but... <laughs> Based on all the evidence and based on personal experiences, uh, there's something here. I'm sure of it. So anything's possible, I guess. Uh, then another. Then there was another. Uh, the next one that I did was for the episode. Doctor Gary Nolan shocks the world. ET is 100% here right now. 
I asked the question, which notable scientist of today will someday be considered as the most instrumental in ending the UFO slash ET cover-up? And I only had two people listed on here. Harvard's Abby Loeb or Stanford's Gary Nolan. Nolan got 63.8% or 44 votes, while Harvard's Abby Loeb got 36.2% or 25 votes. And we just talked about Abby Loeb, and if I were to, maybe that poll will change now over time because, although Gary Nolan, so you know, as, as someone who uh, very forth, forthwith with his uh, belief that they're already here, he's somebody who believes that they're already here. Again, it's his opinion, uh, but at the same time, Abby Loeb's not really there yet, but he's interested in studying it and he's doing things too. Which one of these guys? Uh, I don't know. Right now, the the poll says forty four or sixty three point eight percent to Gary Nolan and thirty six point two percent to Avi Loeb. So I guess only time will tell, and we'll get the the answer to that uh, later on. Uh, and maybe somebody else will. Step, I mean, there could be another name thrown in there at some point too. You just you, we just don't know. And in the most recent poll I did was on my before I even get into this poll. I just want to talk about this this last podcast that I did. It was called Controversy Surrounds Jeremy Corbell, Corbell's Mojave Triangle UFO Footage. And I got a lot of flack for this one, uh, just to point out. Uh, a lot of people, um, there were some people that I, there were comments that I had received on uh, Spotify, which I removed. Uh, I, I didn't post them. I didn't pin them because uh, uh, I thought they were mean-spirited. So... Um, and so there was some hate. I received some hate about it also. Now, my opinion was, uh, of course, if anybody watched or uh, listened to that podcast or watched the video, uh, whatever, uh, you know that my, my feeling on the whole thing was that I was upset that uh, Corbell and Knapp during their uh, show Weaponized, they, I thought they should have been more uh, forthcoming about what was lay out the whole lay of the land basically i thought i don't think they did a good enough job with that because what it did and what it's still doing is it gave debunkers the opportunity to 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 chime in and make themselves look like uh like like they know what's going on and what they're talking about and, and that's what's happened unfortunately of course john greenwald of the black vault uh pointed out that this was at a training area where uh, these marines were getting trained and flares were being used and and but it really wasn't something that was pointed out by uh by corbell during his program when he was talking about these mojave triangle uh, and i also pointed out my and my other issue was that i pointed out was my opinion was that this wasn't the greatest video in the world this wasn't the greatest images in the world and i and that's i that, again that's just my opinion doesn't make me right but that's i stand by that opinion it, it, to me i'm not going to die on that hill i'm not going to die on this mojave triangle hill because again it wasn't the best imagery i don't know what the object was it could be it could be uh something from outer space i have no idea it could be extraterrestrial i don't know right there were a lot of witnesses so that adds credence to that uh to that uh idea so yeah, I don't I I don't know what it was, and but again, I had people that got people in the UFO community were were some of them were definitely irritated. You could tell with some of the comments. Some of the comments that you could just read between the lines, and I I get it. You know, not everything that I'm going to post on my po- talk about on my podcast, I don't expect to have people agreeing with it. Now there were some, like I said, I do receive sometimes I received hate. I do get hate hateful. Uh, stuff sent to me and i guess that's one of the problems when you when you're doing a podcast not everyone's going to like what you do and you have to be ready for that so if you ever start your own podcast be prepared to get some hate messages uh, you're going to get them uh 
but yeah, I, I, I again, I'm, the Mojave Triangle is not something I, that's not a hill I want to die on. I just not. I mean, to me, there's better footage. In fact, there's better stuff that Corbell came out with before that I've seen that he's leaked that he's he was provided that was leaked to him and then he provided to the world. I think he's come uh, the the uh, the orb, the Mazel orb vi uh, video, for instance. I thought that was great. That to me, I don't know what that is. That could be extraterrestrial. That's fantastic. I'm glad that he brought that forward. Then there was that other video where you see that thing uh, floating over the ocean and then sinks into the ocean what's that is that was that one of these uh, transmedium uh extraterrestrial objects could be i like that a lot but then with something like this you know when you have debunker you, you present something but you don't explain the whole situation clearly enough then you give debunkers a chance again to do what's go what they did and what's happened basically it looks and you have have actually some of them showing up on tv shows too now jeremy corbell was on tv right but so was john green uh john greenwald was talking to uh uh the hill you know giving his his side of the story to the hill and i i i look at john greenwald as as, as somewhat of a debunker he seems to be somebody who's in the debunker side of things now some people actually this is so bothersome to some people actually one of my followers on uh spotify it, it it's upset him so greatly that he says he can't deal with the debunkers anymore and he's he can't listen to it it's ruined it for him so he's not gonna he just he, he wants to get away from uh uh being interested in ufos for the for, for i guess for the time being who knows but i could get that too people are sick of it but again the problem is you see this all over the internet now like had Corbell come out and said, "Now look at these these objects were in an area. There were flares. You know, you have to remember that. Uh, but you have all we have all these witnesses at the same time who were saying that it could be that they saw a craft. If if it would have been more more uh, upfront like that, explaining everything, then you would then it would have you really wouldn't have given the debunkers something to, to grab onto." But because that really wasn't talked about when it was first presented, it gave it gives the debunkers something to latch onto and and try to topple the whole thing down. Again, I don't know what the Mojave Triangle is. I, it could be could be extraterrestrial. I have no idea, right? Uh, there's just not we we don't have enough. The, the the images itself isn't enough. The imagery that I've seen isn't enough. Now some people think it is extraterrestrial. That's another thing. There were other people that look at this and say they think it's extraterrestrial. Could be. I, again, I don't know. I have no idea. Again, I've seen better things. I, I mean, I've seen daylight saucer images. They're more compelling to me. There was, uh, I guess, last year, I, I did a podcast, uh, late last year, I believe it was, where there was some uh, some guy that took a picture of, of a flying saucer hovering over his house. Three different pictures he took, very clear with his cell phone. That is interesting to me. That's compelling. That's real. To me, that was that was extraterrestrial. We've seen images of these saucers before. We've seen film of them before. These weird flying saucers and uh, flying away. That's compelling stuff in broad daylight. Right, there's a lot of stuff out there that is very that is real. That it's not fake, like like some of the ones I'm talking about. Uh, uh, there was one, I believe, it was in South America. Uh, yeah, I think it was in Brazil that I that I did a podcast on. It was filmed for a long period of time, just hovering there. That's to me, that's extraterrestrial. It's a saucer. There's, a, there's no means visible means of propulsion. It's broad daylight, and it's just things. This thing's just hanging out there in the sky. There's a lot of stuff out there that's a lot more compelling than lights in a dark sky to me. But again, it's just my opinion. But anyway, the question with the poll that I asked on Spotify was, uh, what best describes your position on the Mojave Triangle UFO alleged in the videos and pictures presented by Jeremy Corbell? So far, and there's 28 days left, there were 55 votes. Um, 
the biggest one was extraterrestrial craft. 24 people voted on that one. And that, that accounts for 43.6%. Next in line was more investigation needed. 22 people voted on that or 40%. Uh, the next in line was flares. Uh, six people voted on that or 10.9%. And next in line was hoax. Two people voted for a hoax, or that, that accounts for 3.6%, and one person, or 1.8%, voted for Nothing Burger. So that's where we're at right now. So an extraterrestrial craft is on top of the heap. More people believe that the, that what was spotted in the sky in that, in that uh, series of images uh, released by uh, Jeremy Corbell is an extraterrestrial craft, while the next in line is more investigation needed, and all the other ones. Flares actually is only ten percent. Uh, only ten percent of ten point nine percent believe it was flares. Uh, again, I don't know what it is, right? But again, uh, I, the problem is, is like again, when you present an opinion like this, like the opinion that I had that there needed to be more information, you're going to get slapped across the face sometimes, and you know I do. And that it's just that's just part of this what you're going to get sometimes. Uh, again, I, I think that there's other things out there. I'm not going to die on the Mojave Triangle Hill. I'd rather die in a. I'd rather die on the uh, aerial school hill or or the Turkey UFO video hill. Like that, those hills, I'd be worth. Uh, I'll 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 die on those hills. Not this one. This is this wasn't good enough. It wasn't as a, it wasn't exciting enough. There's just not enough information in the video and the images to say that what it is. It could be extraterrestrial, but who knows? It could be something else. We just don't know. There's not enough there. But we do have the 50 witnesses, which does make it credible. So I guess we'll see. Time will tell. But I don't think time will ever give us a true answer because, again, this is from a military base. And as we all know, as we all understand and realize, the Pentagon always lies about UFOs. Never, ever believe the Pentagon uh, when it comes to UFOs. They're always going to lie to you. Anyway, until next time.